0: hi my loves welcome or welcome back to what the f am i doing hosted by me your girl alice on this podcast we have honest and introspective conversations about all things relational psychology which really just is a fancy term for all things relationships with of course a spiritual twist New episodes drop every Wednesday, so make sure to follow and press play if you are ready to break up with your personal limitations, heal your relationship wounds and traumas, and embody your most magnetic self. So without further ado, let's get started. Go get your cup of tea or cup of coffee and let's chat. Hi, my loves. It's me, Alice, and thank you guys so much for tuning in for another episode of What the F Am I Doing? And today, we're going to talk about all things inner child healing. Now, you may have heard this term being thrown around or used in either the spiritual community or the self-help mental health community, and for good reason. Um, I do want to... Uh, preface by saying my throat's been acting up all day today um, since I woke up this morning. So just know that, of course, you're going to be hearing me clear my throat multiple times in this episode. Sorry about that in advance. (coughs) Jeez. Maybe I'm not cut out to do podcasts. Okay. So in terms of talking about inner child healing, we're going to talk about inner child healing and how it can transform the relationship you currently have with yourself. And inner child healing is, I feel like it falls under the umbrella of what shadow work is. Essentially, they're very similar things, but we'll, we'll discuss shadow work in a whole nother episode. Today, we're going to fo- focus on inner child healing. We're going to talk about what inner child healing even is um, and why inner child healing is important for rebuilding your relationship with yourself and why it's necessary um, to help you transform the relationship you have with yourself. And then I'm going to also talk about what some of the ways you can do inner child healing work. Uh, There is a variation of ways and there is no right or wrong way it's just whatever works for you and I'm just going to list out some of the things that I've tried that has worked very well for me and then we're going to end it off by talking about how do you know if your inner child healing work is actually making a difference in your life and whether or not um, it's creating or transforming your life in positive ways so First, let's talk about what inner child healing is. So again, you may have heard the term before, but if you have not, this is my definition of inner child healing, so it may not reflect exactly what other people are, you know, think or say, but this is what my version is. Inner child healing is basically where you are reparenting yourself and learning to meet those needs that went unmet from when you were a child. Reparenting, that word specifically, is exactly as it means. You are being a parent to yourself, but you're not being the same parents that your parents were for you. You are essentially your own parent and you are taking care of yourself with all the needs that your parents were not able to help you meet when you were a child. Inner child healing focuses on positive like positively and compassionately reframing your childhood narratives and dialogues and it's kind of like a practice that really helps tr- helps you try to make up for some of the pain that you felt or experienced when you were a child and that's why the reparenting part of inner child healing is so important and that is my all-encompassing definition of what inner child healing means to me. So you might be wondering, you know, why is inner child healing so important for rebuilding and transforming our relationship with ourselves? And I'm going to list out some of the key points that I think are essentially the building blocks for why inner child healing is so important. So, so often we are conditioned at a young age about who we are by our parents or our caregivers. And as we develop with age, we then become attached to these conditioned beliefs about ourselves. You know, one that I always talk about is my parents saying I'm a very, very sensitive child and that it's not necessarily a good thing in their perspective. So they always... When they say oh you're so sensitive you're too sensitive they say it with a underlying judgment and that judgment is not a good thing like it, it's a bad thing to be uh, sensitive and that is a condition that we've learned about ourselves that our parents or our caregivers um, projected onto us right so then when we are children we don't understand that being sensitive may not be a bad thing. So we take our parents and what they say for what it is. And so naturally we, we inherit those beliefs, those conditioned beliefs and limiting beliefs about ourselves that we're just essentially this overly sensitive person and that's just a character flaw of ours. Most of these beliefs that we become attached to are so completely false and oftentimes simply not true. But rather, they are more like projections, right? Projections of somebody else's fears or their own limitations on us. And that's why I you know, brought up about the fact that my parents saying that I'm an overly sensitive person is not necessarily because being a sensitive or an overly sensitive person is not a good thing. But maybe in their own personal upbringing, from their own life experiences, they realized that being sensitive did not do any good for them. It did not bring any positive things in their lives. So in return, they essentially made their own decision and conclusion to say that being sensitive is not a good quality. So when we heal our inner child what we essentially do is we learn to break these beliefs about ourselves and we start to see ourselves for who we actually are. And we also learn to begin to embody the most essential and the most honest and authentic version of us. Whether or not other people are going to judge it, whether or not you've been judging it for the longest time is irrelevant, right? Because those are external outside voices, Inner child healing teaches you how to pretty much listen to your own voice and self-soothe all the pain, all the heartache, and all the self-inflicted or even externally inflicted pain that you've had to go through since your childhood. Inner child practice also teaches you how to hold a safe space for your internal dialogues. And these internal dialogues maybe you thought were yours, but were Again, actually given from your parents. So say you have a tendency to think a certain way about yourself and that dialogue, that internal mental chatter always repeats itself. Almost like a a scolding parent, you know, pointing the finger at you and constantly reminding you of this flawed thing about yourself. Well, inner child healing helps you kind of... it doesn't it doesn't teach you to bypass the pain or bypass the stories, but it teaches you to be able to hear the part of you that's longing for that acceptance and for that validation that your parents could not or would not give you. And you essentially become that caregiver. You become that parent that you never had. By Giving yourself a safe space to be able to allow that mental chatter to go on, but not blame yourself for having those thoughts and having those feelings. Inner child healing, essentially, at the core of it all, really gives you the opportunity to rewrite your own story about yourself. Rewrite the story you have about yourself and gives you an opportunity to self-soothe and Trust that you are your own best supporter and that it's okay if your parents were not there for you when you needed them the most, but you can be there for yourself now as an adult. So what are some of the ways you can do inner child healing? Well, there are multiple ways and the six that I'm going to list out is just some of the ones that I've tried myself. Um, There are a lot of amazing creative teachers out there that teach how to do inner child healing work. If you simply google it on the internet, you will find tons of information on this. So definitely don't think that I have like the full list. I definitely do not. But here are some of the things that I recommend you can try for inner child healing work. Meditation is the first one that I would highly, highly and strongly suggest. Meditation is, well, we're going to get into another episode in the future about the different types of meditations you could possibly do and how it can help you. But essentially, meditation is a form of inner child healing because it allows you to observe, simply just observe the things that you say to yourself on a daily basis. It allows you to observe your mental thoughts and chatter when you have no other external distractions. So by using meditation, you get to see under a microscope all the bullshit things you say to yourself (laughs) when nobody else is talking to you. Okay, so meditation would would be the first way that you could use or a, a practice that you can use for inner child healing work. Another really good one is journal prompts, writing in your journal. If you simply go online and search journal prompts for inner child healing, they will you will find tons to work on. And these journal prompts are pretty much questions. Questions to ask yourself. And it's a way to reflect into your childhood about how your childhood has affected you, who were the people that affected you. And yeah, again, you can find this easily online. So I would just do that if I were you. I'm not going to go in depth on each of these points because this episode will be way too long. Uh, The third thing you can do is just to observe your mental chatter. And you don't have to sit in meditation for this, right? So... What happens when you do something wrong, like say for example, right? Like if you do something wrong, what is the first thing that comes to your mind when you do something wrong? Do you scold yourself in your mind? Do you tell yourself that you're a complete failure? Do you tell yourself that um, you can never amount to anything? Do you tell yourself that you're so stupid? How can you get so wrong? See, if you start to notice and observe your mental chatter when things don't go your way or when things don't work out for you and you can see clearly for what you talk to yourself about and what you say to yourself, that's when you know that that voice is coming from this child, this inner child of yours who did not know how to resolve internal conflict, how did not know how to resolve external conflict. And most of the time our parents don't teach us in a healthy way of how to do that. And so we have this automatic, um, almost it's almost like a natural reflex where we just will pretty much punch ourselves to the ground and stomp on ourselves, stomp on our, our own ego, on our own identity to make us feel small. And by observing your mental chatter, you are allowing that part of you that maybe was not conscious of these internal thoughts to surface to to give you a bigger and more um, objective perspective on why you've been acting the way you have for most of your life or why things haven't worked out for you for most of your life or even why certain relationships don't work out for you so that's the third thing observing your mental chatter very similar to number one meditation but meditation is you really just sit there and you don't have any other sort of distractions but observing your mental chatter for number three is like maybe you could be out, maybe you're at work, maybe you're with a friend, you're with your partner and something goes wrong. Observe and start to notice what you are saying to yourself about yourself. Number four is visualization. So there used I used to be part of this amazing program, but I just never had enough time to actually like focus it, focus my attention on it fully and complete it. But one thing that I've learned through that program was how important visualization is, and I am not a very good like I am the worst at visualizing anything, which is why I struggle so much with um manifestation and the laws of attraction because I know one of the biggest things is like you visualize right visualize what you desire visualize what you are expecting but here number four when I talk about visualization I am talking about imagine yourself walking into a movie theater and what you simply do is you replay your childhood memories onto that movie theater and that is the visualization I want you to practice and the first time that I did this, I bawled, like cried so many tears because when I really sat down and I imagined and visualized what my childhood was like, I remember it being, it was like, it was, it wasn't the opposite of what my parents had, um, described to me about my childhood but it definitely did not reflect exactly as my parents had told me it was right so my parents had said that I was a really happy child I was a very generous child I was a very caring child um and that um, I was always having fun. I had a lot of friends. I was a very social child, right? I was never really afraid to approach people and just start conversation with other kids. And my childhood seemed like it was a really happy and wonderful time. And part of that was because my parents, they always they always took my sister and I out for play, to adventure, and all these wonderful activities. But when I sat there by myself as an adult and I started to visualize, like I was walking into a movie theater and I was, the, the movie that was playing on the screen was my childhood memories. I saw a kid who was very, very lonely, extremely, extremely lonely, which is why she was so eager to make conversation with other random kids. She wanted to feel like, she had friends she belonged people cared about her my childhood memories also looked like a kid who was oftentimes not only lonely but essentially like very very isolated right my parents they are hairdressers they own their own hair salon they are very hard-working people and so when i was a kid they didn't really have a lot of time to give me they didn't show me a lot of affection when I was a child, not because they were withholding it from me on purpose, but it was simply because they were too busy and they didn't have the capacity to care for me as great caregivers that should have been there for their children during their most formative, during my most formative childhood years. And so even though you know, on the surface level, it seems like I had a great childhood. When I really learned to visualize and replay some of the experiences and the feelings I felt during my childhood, I felt neglected. I felt abandoned. I felt like I was this little kid in this big world by myself. And so, This is really important and this is really helpful for inner child healing because it shows you deeper than what you think, deeper than what other people have told you about your past. And it gives you the opportunity to really empathize for your child self and really learn to view your child self like your own child. Now that you're a grown adult, you are the parent for that child and you are you are the sole person that has the ability to make up for all those hard memories and those hard experiences when you were a child number five and number five is the most fun like funnest is that a word funnest way most fun I'm just going to say funnest, is the funnest way to do inner child healing work, and that is engage in playful activities. that spark, you know, that spark your childlike nature, because we all are still children, (laughs) and it's hard to understand that we are really still all children at heart, but we truly are. There is this childlike nature that we all have, and if you were a kid and you did not have the opportunity to be your fullest childlike self when you were a kid maybe because you had responsibilities for example maybe you had a single parent family so you had to step up and take care of your parents or act as another parent for either your mom or your dad or a partner right or maybe, you know, you had tons of siblings and you were the eldest of all of them. And so you felt like you had a responsibility to take care of all your younger siblings because your parents were too busy at work. These, all these responsibilities when you're a kid takes away the childlike nature that you originally had, but were never to really fully engage in and allow yourself to embody. And so now that you're an adult, a great way to do inner child healing work is to engage in those playful childlike activities again. And some examples of doing that, that I actually did with my sister when she was still in Canada was we both just decided one day it was raining like crazy outside and it was at night. And we're just like, you want to dance in the freaking rain just for the sake of dancing in the freaking rain? And we held each other's hand and we we pretty much just like, you know, did the ring around the rosy kind of thing. But we were doing it under like pouring Vancouver rain and it was friggin' cold and then after we did that, it was fun, but it was freezing. And my sister is like, let's just lay on the ground and like look up at the look at look up at the sky and let the rain just like fall on us. And I'm like, are you freaking kidding me? Like it is so cold. She's like, just do it. And so I did it with her. And even though I felt like in some ways we were both like torturing ourselves <laughs> because it was just so freaking cold. But it's it's stuff like that that brings the childlike self out of you and that gives you kind of not an escape but a remembering of what it's like to enjoy life in that moment. Enjoy life as you are and not have to feel the burden of life as an adult. You get what I mean? Like sometimes we say this often. Well, at least I say this often to my friends like, oh, it's just one of those days where I'm just adulting right now. And adulting is essentially like I've got tons of responsibilities. I've got errands to run. I've got shit to do. I cannot be a child today and I cannot let my childlike self come out today. And sometimes we need a break from that. It's hard being an adult. It's hard being a person living in this freaking world um, when there is so much that is out of your control. And so sometimes we really do have to give ourselves that space and that time to explore the inner part of our childlike self and that can look like dancing in the rain. Another one is going to a playground and swinging on the swing and maybe, maybe it sounds kind of depressing but honestly if you tried it for yourself you'll know what I mean. It's liberating and it feels so much fun and it's almost like a form of therapy honestly. And talking about therapy, The last point I have is therapy. Therapy is a really, really great way to start to work on your inner child healing because therapy is a way for you to connect with somebody that holds the safe space for you because maybe you don't know how to hold a safe space for yourself yet because of either trauma or because you simply are just now learning to start this work so you don't really know what holding a safe space even looks like. Therapy is great because by holding that, by by being able to trust somebody that is not an influence in your life or has been an influence in your life, you essentially are allowing your childlike self and all your fears and all your worries to come out. And when you allow those fears to verbalize and come out and you share it with somebody, you can... You give the other person, which is your therapist, an opportunity to help you through your fears. Whether those fears um, stemmed from your past, whether those fears stems from your thought about the future. Therapy is great. And I recommend therapy to everybody. Even if you don't think you need therapy, even though you think your life is perfect and your mental health is perfect and there's nothing wrong with you, I still suggest you look into therapy because therapy does open your eyes and open your mind up to other possible ideas and possible ways to heal that you may not have ever thought you needed. Um, but again, I do want to say though, therapy is difficult in a w- in the sense that you're going to have to do a little bit of research, right? Like not every single therapist that you find on the internet, even though they are fully qualified um, Academically, to be a therapist, just because they have a degree, just because they have a certification, does not mean that they are the right therapist for you. So make sure you do your due diligence. And I always say to people who are just looking into therapy that when you do your 30 minute or however long minute free consult with your therapist, You will know, like instinctually, you will know right away that if this person is right for you or not. And I can say with like very, very high confidence that we all know who is right and who is wrong for us. It's just that sometimes we're not sure and we doubt ourselves because we have never fully allowed ourselves to learn to trust our inner feelings and inner guidance system. So we can do a, like a, another episode all about therapy and how to find a good therapist and how do you know if a therapist is good for you? Um, but yeah, number six, therapy is definitely a really, really important one for inner child healing work. So just kind of closing everything off a little bit, we want to talk about, if you're practicing all these things, how do you even know if your inner child practice is working, right? How do you know you're actually healing your inner child? Well, the byproduct, the ultimate byproduct of healing your inner child self, what that looks like is self, true self-empowerment. And what you'll start to notice is that your internal dialogue to yourself becomes kinder and gentler in cases when you either mess up or things don't go out your way or you have like a shitty, shitty day, you'll start to feel naturally more empathic for other people as well, for other people's experiences and their emotions because now you've learned how to be empathetic towards yourself, right? So you can feel more for other people. You will also be more comfortable doing things that involve play so when I first started to you know allow my inner child to come out a little bit more I would feel guilty like if I decided I'm gonna go watch a movie tonight on a Wednesday and it's not even like a weekend day like I will feel very guilty about it and I will feel like oh like when I get to the theater I'll feel like oh I don't really belong here what am I doing here this is not right I shouldn't be watching a movie on a weekday but when you start to he- actually heal and and the inner child healing work actually starts to work, you will start to notice that when you let yourself do these playful activities, you won't feel as burdened or as guilty or feel an overbearing need to control um, that side of you anymore. And you will just allow yourself to fall into play, allow yourself to just like, be the childlike self that you really, really are inside. And of course, you will start to experience a type of lightness about life and a lightness about yourself and how you perceive either, yeah, like yourself, your life or your world. And this lightness is like a complete opposite of how dense life feels. I don't know about you, but for me, my life has always, always felt like such denseness like very very heavy weight on my shoulders 24 7 but when you start to learn to practice inner child healing and you do it extensively for an extended period of time you'll start to notice that your life experience like yes there is a denseness to it but uh, there are moments in time when you can feel the lightness of light lightness of life again <laughs> that was kind of a tongue twister there and another thing is to know if your inner child healing practice is actually working is that you may start to even notice that you cry a lot more and you cry uh, uh, you cry way more often than you used to. And this is because the pent up emotions you've had from your childhood, you're now allowing it to release. You are now allowing it to come up to the surface and transcend that dark emotion, that dark experience. And so... Yeah, you may start to notice you might be more prevalent to crying and that is okay. Crying is a form of release and there is no negative judgment for people who cry, who, who cry out their emotions, who cry out their pain, who cry out the things that they've been holding on to and resenting in their heart. And second last thing that you'll start to notice is that you will feel less kind of afraid. Right. Like you'll still feel afraid a lot of the times when either things don't go your way or you're um, being or or when you have to be at a confrontation with someone. But there is this like underlying courageousness to want to always speak up and to bear your vulnerabilities on the outside. And I think there's something just so freaking special about that because I feel like as children, we didn't yet know how to use our filters. And so when we're young, I don't know if you remember, but when I was young, I would just say whatever was on my mind. I had zero filters and I I mean, in a way it was bad because you, you, you just say whatever you did and it, sometimes it hurt people's feelings. But there is that little warrior, <laughs> I, I call it my little warrior, where like She just was so courageous to just speak up about anything and she wasn't afraid to be vulnerable. And I think as an adult, we tend to kind of put that back in a box because we learn as we grow up to realize that like, okay, maybe honesty is not always the best policy or, you know, sometimes speaking up does get ourselves in deep shit. But when you start doing doing the inner child work, you learn to embody that courageous part of you again. And yes, you can still be deeply afraid for whatever you are facing. You can still tremble and feel like you don't know what the result's going to look like and how things are going to transpire. But the inner child healing part will give you courage to stand strong and stand tall, even in times when you are deeply afraid. And the last thing that inner child healing um, or the last thing that I want to mention um, that shows your inner child healing work is working and is making an impact on your life is the fact that you just naturally become more confident in yourself and what you believe in and who you think you are and what you feel Um I know so much of the time when we are growing up in a household or a family dynamic where we're constantly being told what to do, we're constantly being told what to feel, we're constantly being told what to think, we lose our self of sense, we lose our self, I keep saying this wrong, we lose our sense of self, not self of sense, oh my god. we lose our sense of self. And when we practice inner child healing work, we are learning now to, again, like what I said, the byproduct is self-empowerment. You just naturally emanate this more confident, more all-inclusive version of yourself. And you no longer Okay, maybe I shouldn't say you no longer because sometimes you still do. Like it's a practice, right? It's it's a give and take. It's you're not always going to be the most confident all the time. But what you'll happen, what you'll what you'll start to notice is that there is a confidence that naturally comes out of you and that you start to embody, and that confidence is not about how you feel about the world. It's not a confidence about how you feel about your relationships. It's more of an internal type of confidence. You start to believe and feel and really trust in yourself, in what goes on in your head and how you feel in your body and things you experience in life. So I truly hope this episode helped you understand what inner child healing work is, how you can build inner child healing. And, or practice inner child healing to transform and rebuild the relationship you have with yourself. And also some of the signs that you can now look for to know whether or not your inner child healing work is, um, is actually making a, a positive impact in your life. Now there's so much more that I can also say really like I could go on and on and all about all these things but I'm going to end this episode here because I don't want it to get it too lengthy but I hope you enjoyed this episode and if you do have any additional questions of course go to my linked form you can submit a question there or you can comment um, if you are on apple podcast and I will talk to you girls next time bye Hi my loves, thank you all for tuning in to this week's episode. If you don't already know, by pressing play, you've now just moved a step forward into the direction of your own expansion and healing. I'm so proud of you and I can't wait to catch up again next Wednesday. Make sure to send this episode to anyone else you know who may benefit from listening. And For those that are interested, link is in my bio for one-on-one coaching for more personalized advice. Let's meet back here again next Wednesday and chat with you all soon. Bye!